Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. What's your experience of cancer? Have you lost a loved one uh, down to the disease? Well, I lost my mum 17 years ago to it. It's difficult to know where to turn after a cancer diagnosis if you're the patient or a member of that person's family and friends and knowing who to talk to and what to do next. Now, there's a website that's dedicated to pointing people in the right direction for all the help and support that they and their loved ones need. I talked yesterday morning to Robin Pritchard, who's the co-director of the Cancer Care Map, and I asked him about the map and what its objectives were. So Cancer Care Map is a, quite simply, it's a a, a website that we set up uh, about five years ago and it's an online search engine and a directory of cancer care and support services right across the UK. Um, so that's organisations providing support for anyone living with or affected by cancer all the way through their cancer journey and sort of during and beyond treatment. When did you start this up and why did you feel that there was a need to do so? So back back in 2015, uh we first came up with the idea for cancer care map and it was very much through people talking to us um and we at the time we were working with the dimbleby cancer support services at guys hospital in london and it was people coming to us knowing that we were working uh with the support services in london and saying oh how do i find out about cancer support services in my own area and so we ended up commissioning some research with guys and st thomas's and it became quite apparent that there was it was quite hard to find out about support services, especially if you were sort of coming to cancer for the first time and you might not be aware of the kind of support that was out there. So working with group a group of clinicians and patients and carers, we began developing the idea for Cancer Care Map. Um, and it very, very much was about putting... You know, we, we know that there are thousands of organisations out there providing all sorts of care and support. And it was about putting them all in one place so that they were really easy to find for people. I think as well for anybody that has um, that had a recent diagnosis, it's quite, you know, it's quite numbing emotionally. Um, and I think you'd start to overthink things and it then becomes very difficult to think about where to go about getting that support. As you say, there's lots of organisations, but this is where this map comes in because it, it sort of signposts you as appropriate for, for your own needs rather than just people going to all sorts of individual websites and reading loads of stuff and perhaps some of it may not necessarily be relevant to them. Absolutely and I think as well we hear time and time again from people that when they're first diagnosed they're sort of really overwhelmed by that diagnosis and by what they've been told and you know all you've really heard at that point is I've got cancer I'm going to need chemotherapy and your thoughts are, you know, around that medical treatment. And actually it's sort of later on, um, sort of either during treatment or after treatment that, you know, you may need that extra support. But even if you're told about all the information at the start, you you just don't hear it because you're so overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And actually later on is, is quite often when you need that, that extra support. And it's, it's all kinds of things. It's things like counselling and emotional support, uh, there's sort of health and well-being support. So again, you, when people are going through treatment, um, there's lots of physical side effects to uh, treatment, but there's also um, sort of 
other health and psychological issues and people have problems with sleep and, and anxiety. And so there's all sorts of support services out there that will help people deal with the treatment that they're having. And there's also lots of amazing support out there in terms of providing practical support, whether that's um, sort of financial advice, welfare advice, because again, people can find themselves in quite tricky situations if they're having to take extended period of time off work or they've got to make uh, adjustments to their home following treatment. Um, but also things like transport, if people are having to go to and from hospital appointments quite regularly. Um, there's, there's lots of amazing charities and community organisations out there that provide transport services to take people to and from appointments. And also we, we talk about this organisation all the time. It's a charity called the Cinnamon Trust who work right across the UK and they provide uh, foster care for pets. So again, if you're sort of an older person living on your own mm. and you've got a cat or a dog and suddenly you've either got to go into hospital for treatment for some time or following treatment, you know, you're, 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 when you're recovering, you're not able to go on walks and things. There are these amazing charities out there that will help make, you know, your life possible and enable you to sort of carry on by helping you with those, those practical day-to-day -day issues that, that aren't necessarily directly because of the cancer, but there are sort of an, a, a, the impact of cancer that can have on you. Tell me about your role within the organisation, Robin. So I have been with, so we are the Richard Dimbleby Cancer Fund. We're the charity behind Cancer Care Map, um, and I'm one of the co-directors. So we're a very small organisation. I've been working for the charity now for 11 years, um, and we're a very, very small team. Uh, there's, I'm actually the only full-time member of staff, and I've got a, another co-director who's part-time, and a contact manager who works with us um, and we work very closely with our, our, our board of trustees um, and it's yeah it's a role that sort of as we've developed the the cancer care map um, it's a role that's that's very much out there sort of our, our big challenge really is 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 telling people about cancer care map it's making people aware that it's there so we do a lot of work working with the cancer alliances with the health trusts around the UK and, and talking to patient groups and talking to, to groups of clinicians and telling them about Cancer Care Map um, so that they can help direct their patients to it. Also so that organisations in their region that we might not yet know about can get into contact with us. So a, a lot of it's out there sort of talking to people and listening mm -hmm. to people and finding out sort of what they need and what they want. Because it's so important that, you know, we present the information on Cancer Care Map in a very clear and accessible way um, we get to people who really need to, to know about it. Now, you've mentioned a second ago about Richard Dimbleby, the late Richard Dimbleby, of course, father of Jonathan and David Dimbleby, all very accomplished, uh, accomplished BBC broadcasters. What's the association with Richard Dimbleby then? So the Richard Dimbleby Cancer Fund was established in 1966 following the death of Richard Dimbleby. Um, and essentially, in the weeks that followed his death, the family received sackfuls and sackfuls of small donations from the public. And I think it would equate to, in today's money, sort of a full £100,000 worth of donations. And so the family were encouraged to set up a charity in his name. And we worked in the field of care and support um, throughout that time, primarily through the Dimbleby Cancer Care Services guides in St Thomas's Hospital and also uh, a Richard Dimbleby uh, research fund um, that we've worked on over the last so yeah sort of 55 years now um, sure. and uh, yeah and the so the sort of moving into Cancer Care Map which is what we've uh, been working on solely now since 
2019, we handed all the support services over to Guys and St Thomas's. And so it's now become our sole focus. And it's it's very much about, again, it's that care and support side of things, which is so important as as treatments improve, as people, the survival rates improve, and also people live longer with cancer now. Mm. Um, so it's so important to have all those those, those support services there. When, when the charity, one of the first things the charity did um, when it was first established was um, create a, a waiting room at St Thomas's outside the radiotherapy department, which is where uh, Richard Dimbleby had been treated. Um, but back in the time, there was just a chair in a corridor um, and actually what, what the charity did was, was take over a room and provide somewhere for patients to sit and to sort of recover after their treatment. So mm. it's those, those small things, really, that, that can make a huge difference to people. That reminds me of the film Calendar Girls when they go out to buy a new sofa for the waiting room at the hospital. Um, and, of course, that manifests itself into, you know, a worldwide selling calendar. So it just goes to show that from, you know, small gestures, something big and very positive can come out of that. Absolutely. And um, uh, one of the things as well that the charity did in the early days, when, when Richard was being treated at St Thomas's, um, he complained that the pillows weren't very good. And, you know, he didn't complain about very much at all. But he, he said to his wife, all these, these pillows in the hospital um, aren't very comfortable. And so she brought him pillows from home. And he apparently said, oh, you know, if anyone, everyone could be afforded the luxury of a comfortable pillow in hospital. So we also, for a number of years, provided um, these, these small pillows to people that we would give out to, to patients going through treatment or in hospices. And just to provide that sort of that extra bit of comfort that can make a sort of a huge difference to people. Now, obviously, you're a charity, as you've been explaining. How, how is everything funded from your side? Yes, we're a charity. So um, we... Uh, uh, are funded mostly through um, trusts and grant funding. Um, we've also in the past done a lot of fundraising events and we do get a lot of small donations coming in. Um, we've also been very lucky to have been supported by um, NHS England over the last year. So we are working very much with the NHS um, to help to deliver this, this sort of important service to their patients. You've talked about support, Robin, in relation to individuals that have experienced cancer. How does this extend to their relatives? Because surely they need the signposting, they, they need support, for not only for them to support their loved one, but for their own mental health and well-being as well. Yes, cancer very much doesn't just affect the person um, undergoing the treatment themselves. It's, it's those around them, it's their carers, it's their families, um, it's parents, it's children, it's partners. So... Again, when we when we first were researching and developing the idea for Cancer Came Out, we worked with patients and families as well. Um, and again, I think, you know, I think cancer will affect one in two of us. One in two adults in the UK, born since 1962 now, will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. So we are all going to know someone, if we don't already, who has been affected by cancer. And, you know, when you, when you find out that someone you care about is has cancer then you want to do something to help and you know to be able to know that you can go to cancer care map and and do some of that research for them and, and tell them but um equally as you say when someone is supporting someone through cancer it's really important that they're supported as well and again there are amazing organizations out there who provide just just that whether it's someone to talk to or um sort of again it's those those well-being services it can be it can be incredibly you know, stressful 
to to be supporting someone through through cancer and you might not be sleeping yourself through sort of worry and anxiety Mm -hmm. and there are amazing charities out there that will provide that support to the people supporting the person with cancer I mean, the, the support and signposting through your organisation's website uh, is, you know, priceless, really. I wonder what people did to find this help before you set up the website, because I guess they would just have to go trawling through the internet, I suppose. When we were um, carrying out our sort of focus groups when we were researching the idea of cancer came out, um, again, we heard people say, you know, when you're, when you're first diagnosed, you're told by your doctor don't Google it, wait until you see your specialist. In, but that could be a matter of days, it could be weeks. And when you're lying in bed at three o'clock in the morning with worry because you can't sleep, you're going to reach for your phone or pick up mm. your computer. Um, and Google, the internet, is, can be a very scary place if you, A, you don't really know what you're looking for, and also you, you don't know whether that information is is up to date, is trusted, is has been verified. And so that's something very much that we do with Cancer Care App is we all the all the information that's on Cancer Care App has been checked and verified by our team um, to make sure that it's operating within basic NHS guidelines for patient safety and also that we we, we check and update information every two to three months. So um, I mean there there are directories out there, there are other directories out there, but they're not kept up to date as, as we do, or they're they're sort of quite specific. They, they're, they're either focused on a certain type of care or a, a sort of specific tumour group. And so, but what we try to do with Cancer Care Map is put everything in in one place. Um, in, and again, it's that thing that say, say information. If you if you provide printed the printer directory these days, within sort of weeks, it's it's gone out of date. And especially over the last two years, with everything that's happened, so many charities and support organisations have had to adapt the way they work either by taking things on online and then as uh, services have, have opened up again and face-to-face support is there. A lot of organisations are still keeping um, some of that remote um, mm-hmm. on online support there because it's, it's, there's, a, there's a real valid place for it. And, you know, we, we, we talk to people and we, we hear people saying that, you know, they've um, taken part in online Zumba classes and, and uh, yoga classes from their comfort of their home being mm-hmm. able to be doing online which they would never have have done if they'd have had to have gone out out to to a support center so again it's it's just keeping that information up to date is so important from the ex- your experience and the research that you've conducted why do you think the nhs doesn't provide this service i, I think the reason that we've been able to do what we've done with Catacan App is because we're a very, very small team and we're completely independent. So we're we're agile that we've been able to to act and listen and, and get things done. And um, I, I think it's you know, it's a mammoth job. When, I mean, when, when we started Catacan App, we literally stuck sort of twenty pins in the map and, mm. and started doing our own research and started slowly building up. When we launched the pilot site back in. 2018, I think we had 150 organisations. Um, as of this morning, we've got 3,040 on there. So it's something that's that's grown, and we're we're constantly adding and and sort of up- updating it. And people have asked us in the in the past, well, when's it going to be finished? And it's like, well, it's, it's constantly going to be updated and growing. So I think the reason that other organisations haven't done it before is is because they haven't got that. That, that agility that we have by being smaller or they've got that independence in that, that we will work with anyone and everyone who's providing 
support for people. And it's clear from what you've just said that there are you know, many, many partnership agencies that, that you work alongside with. But tell me about the feedback that you've received from users of the map. We get um, feedback all the time um, from people. And again, it's, it's heartening. We, 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 we running, we're running a load of um, short videos on, on cross social media at the moment to help promote what we're doing and, and make people aware. And we get so many comments from people um, who, who say that, you know, information that they find on Cancer Came Out, they just literally weren't aware. And they may be people that have been living with cancer for a number of years and they just haven't been made aware of the organisations that are literally there on their doorstep. And again, that's through no one's fault. They may have been told about them, but they just didn't retain that information. They were, you know, in a state of shock or overwhelmed at the time. Um, or they just don't know what to look for, what what to ask for. Again, and we hear from people saying, you know, that they, they when they find, find support, that they've spoken to the organisations and say, I didn't know about this. And they said, well, you had to ask for it. And again it's sometimes when you, you don't know what you don't know sometimes um <laughs> yes yeah yeah so tell me how we can um access your site uh robin and find out more and i guess because you're a charity you'll you'll welcome donations from people too absolutely so um the, the simplest way it's very easy to access you go to www.cancercaremap.org um, and you go to our homepage and you'll see a search engine there and you can type in your postcode or type in an area or type in a certain thing that you're looking for and it will come up with all the organisations that are there and say and not, not just local organisations but national organisations as well because again there are so many fantastic resources that, are, that you can access wherever you are in the UK. Um, and it's and it's all there in one place. We are a charity. There is a donate button there if someone does want to support us. But in primarily, it's about getting people to to find out what's available to them. Robin Pritchard, co-director of the Cancer Care Map. Thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Caddick. <laughs>